0: You know, it's the playoff time when I'm back on with you guys. Uh, It's one of the best times of the year. Let's go!
1: I think it's going to be very interesting on how the brackets turn out. I think that's going to be a huge factor on who ends up making it deep in the playoffs.
2: It's the playoff, baby. Playoff.
3: Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small. We are now into Season 3, which means one thing. John here, Hannah there, and it's time for the GPB All-Stars.
4: You know it's playoff season when we have our All-Stars on. We get to catch up with our friends all over the state. We hit every single corner, all the top schools. It's going to be a fun one.
3: Yep. So let's see if we got this right. Todd Holcomb, the uh, Georgia High School Football Daily. Mary Alex Anders from uh, CBS 44 South Mm -hmm. Georgia and Beyond the Whistle podcast. Jack Patterson, the sports director, WRBL-TV in Columbus. Marvin James, sports anchor extraordinaire, WMAZ-TV in Macon. Lego! Lego! There you go. Uh, Phil Jones from (laughs) ITG Next down in Valdosta.
4: (laughs) I'm going to spare him from you, by the way. Why would you want to do that? I'm, I'm just going to try my best.
3: And the voice of everything here at Georgia Public <laughs> Broadcasting, Matt Stewart. So it's going to be a fun show. we got uh, no dilly, no dally. So you want to yep. go ahead and send us to uh, where we're going?
4: Yeah. Our first guest is the GHSF Daily founder and editor, Todd Holcomb. Let's bring him on. <laughs> hey, Todd. Welcome to the show. Now that the dust has settled, the first round of playoff brackets are filled out. What are your thoughts so far? What do you? Which matchup are you most looking forward to?
5: Well, I would say probably the most high-profile first-round game would be Parkview at Colquitt County. I think Colquitt is ding, ranked ding, like ding. what three? Yeah, undefeated. They got a tough draw though. I think they'll beat Parkview, but that's a that's a really good one. So yeah, I can give you a few others. I like Dolphin at Greater Atlanta Christian. Those are like two top ten kind of teams going at it. Um, Arton valdosta will be interesting, always fun to see the north-south kind of thing going on. Appling County is ranked number two, and they were on the road in the first round against another top-ten team. Nothing Northeast like a tiebreaker, American. huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially that one, you know, the old just draw one out of a hat, so... So, yeah, there's a lot of good games in the first round. I think it's more than last year, more than typically. You know, a lot of times there's not a lot of good first-round games because you're talking about region champions against fourth-place teams, but, uh, but there are a lot of good ones. Burke County and Perry, like that one? Spaulding, Wayne County, like that one?
3: So so you're, you're going to be dividing your time amongst all of these games equally. I, I know what how your Friday and Saturday are going to be. You're just going to be kind of locked in a room, right?
5: That's what I do, yeah, locked in my mom's basement, and I just look around and – uh Watch your game and I watch, you know, various ones that I can get my hands on and peruse the whole state.
3: So, all right, surprises. Other than having Appling as an angry three seed, are there any other surprises out there for you outside of these great first round matchups that you're staring at?
5: Well, you talking about the season as a whole? Or yes. As a draw? Season yeah. as, the as a whole. First, yeah, the season. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Peace Three Ridge is a great story. I think they're, what, 9 and 1? I think Peace Three Ridge is back. You know, I mean, they're a good team. I don't Probably not ready to win a state title, but I think they'll be in the mix for a while with Matt Helmerich as a coach. They're doing great. Osborne making the playoffs for the first time ever.
4: Yes!
5: Cool story.
4: <laughs> I love that.
5: Yeah. Um, you know, other good teams. Douglas County is undefeated in the top five. Uh, Spaulding undefeated, I think, for the first time. They're in the top in our top five. Lumpkin County undefeated for the first time ever. First time a region champion. That's another pretty good one. Bryan County won their first region title. Portal won their first region title. These are schools that go way back to the sixties. I guess Portal to the seventies. I can't remember. But there's, you know, pretty pretty big deal in those places when you went in, you know, went in big for the first time like that.
4: I love a good underdog. I'm so excited for Osborne. I don't yeah. know yeah. if I'm gonna put them on my list as an underdog to make it are in the playoffs bless their hearts who is an uh an underdog that you think could make a, a serious run in the playoffs
5: well you know I don't really uh I never have any big underdogs to win it because it's just so hard to do that you know Osborne's I mean, got milk yeah. that
4: that's
5: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean Osborne, <laughs> being honest they're they they're hoping to make it past the first half because they have to play the you know but that's the way it works you know you yeah, you know you finally get in you got to play a big one And Osborne man what yeah, people don't realize how much they've struggled you know it's a Marietta school Cobb County school i should say and uh you know so it's just a big deal for them to you know to go up and and play you know, play the champions like this another underdog not to do anything in the playoffs but is glasgow county you know there you this, go okay, my boy okay. chris kelly yeah what a wonder, what a just a great story that is cuz this is the coach who played on those teams in the '90s? He was a quarterback when they first started that program, and they didn't win a game in the 90- and They they lost 82 in a row,
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
5: and then the, they break that drought in '99 when Kelly joined the coaching staff. Came back to his in water Now he's been their coach there for a little over 20 years. You know, why do you stay at a place that has you know only 170 students? You it's really hard to win, but you stay there, and, and the school keeps you there because of just that. You know, just the value he brings to that program, and that city, and that community, in high school, just for being a good, just a good coach who has an impact on um, everybody in the school building and, and all the players. So that's that's a pretty cool story.
4: I've got I've got one more underdog. All right, well, hit it. I Go got to give it. a shout out. Yeah. to Arabia Mountain. They're okay. a one seed. Uh-huh. They play four seed Jenkins in five A, and their head coach Julian Washington is so nice. I interviewed him a few years ago. He came in there, wanted to turn the program around, and I'm just, you know, may- maybe Arabia Mountain will. You're partial will to your Rams of get, Arabia Mountain. get past the second round. Uh, that's all they've yeah. been able to do in school history since they opened in 2009. So, hey, yeah, it's, shout it's out the, to the Rams. Yeah,
5: the Rams. Mm-hmm. Like, Grayson is good, and Newton is good, and Arabia Mountain is good, and probably some other things. But yeah, he's a really bright coach, good yeah. coach, and they, they had a. A game with Tucker for the region title and they won there last week, one of the bigger better games of yep. the week, on, so yeah, congratulations to them
3: all right, so yeah. last question for you, and thanks for hanging out here, first round of the all stars how How many upsets are you anticipating Ooh. when it comes to this first weekend of what's going on, or is this going to be a calm weekend when it comes to the matchups
5: I think it's going to be calm it's usually you know you usually don't have it about uh 10 to 15 games that are upsets out of all these or maybe a little more. I think last year I was just looking at it. There was only two top 10, 10 teams that lost in the first round that weren't playing another top 10 team. And there's only one matchup this week with between top 10 teams. So if that happens, we may only lose three top 10 teams. But uh, we'll see. It's always easy to think that going in and then all heck breaks loose and you got 10 out. So
3: <laughs> who knows? We will see. Yes, we will. As always, Todd, thanks for hanging out with us on the All Stars. We'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks.
4: Next up, we are heading to South Georgia with CBS South sports reporter and host of Beyond the Whistle, Mary Alex Anders. Mary Alex, thanks so much for being here. Hello, you guys. It is so great to be back on. I missed y'all. I know. (laughs) We missed you. I missed your (laughs) voice. So we have a lot to talk about when it comes to South Georgia, but I think I'm going to start with a team that didn't make the playoffs, Lowndes. What's the feeling um, (laughs) in Vikings country there? Well, first off, you know, Lowndes is a really
1: young team this year. Very, very young. Um, I mean, they have some great players, but a lot of their senior starters had, this is their first year starting. So going into it, we knew they were going to be really young and plus, you know, there's a new head coach kids are still, you know, getting adjusted to that. I feel like when you welcome a new head coach and an entire new coaching staff, there's a lot of adjusting to do. Um, but I don't think that this is, you know, the feeling, I guess you can say for a lounge, I definitely think that we could expect to pick up from them next season. So I feel like that's what happened with lounge. There's just a lot of change and a lot of adjusting that they've had to go through. I mean, this is like their what second or third new head coach slash yeah, yeah, coaching staff in like what two, three years, I think. So that's a lot of adjusting on kids, you know what I mean? That's a lot of things you got to learn. But, um, so I think that's pretty much what it was, and I think we could expect more from them next year.
3: So, Mary Alex, let me ask you this. When it comes to the schedule in and of itself and looking at the grid, all eight pages and the 9,000 pages of notes that you have to go with it, what are you looking forward to the most with with the teams in South Georgia here in round one of the playoffs?
1: Which games am I looking forward to? Which
3: games are on your board? Where are you going to be camped out?
1: You know, I I think I'm looking forward to Coughlin and Parkview. I think that's going to be interesting, even though, like, um, Parkview's only lost three games. I still think they think that they're a very talented team. I think Cockwood's gonna win, but I'm interested to see like what Parkview is going to do against Cockwood if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the Coffee game, I feel like Coffee's gonna and this is like no diss to um who they're playing, which Coffee's playing um Chambly, mm-hmm. I believe. Chambley, yeah. Chambly, And so I mean I think they have like four or five wins this year, so I think that's going to be a landslide with that one. But a team that I'm now very interested in is Cook. Mm. And that is just because of everything that has, I don't know if y'all heard about, yep. you know, the whole GHSA thing. Yep, we But did. for them to go through all that and then still, um, you know, beat Fitzgerald and win the region and stuff like that, I think that that's huge. And I think that says a lot about Cook. So, yeah, I mean, there's a few that I've been paying attention to, but I definitely, Cook has really caught my eye recently.
4: (laughs) So Cook's a one seed. They're facing Waco. For those that don't know what happened, Mary Alex, really quickly, how would you explain what they've been going through with the GHSA?
1: So there was just this whole GHSA thing that they got all five of their wins taken away because... Allegedly, they played an an ineligible player, right? Mm. Um, They've recently, you know, a whole thing. I don't know major, major details. I've read it. If I had it in front of me, I'd read it out to you word for word, so I don't want to, like, miss say anything. Um, But long story short, they ended up getting their wins back, and they ended up winning a region championship. And so I think that that is huge. Um, I don't know where things legally are going to go from here. But um, I do know Coach Slack and his team, you know, I think that just shows the resilience of that team to be able to go through all of that and still come out region championship and be a one seed. I think that that is absolutely huge. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like in a nutshell. If people want to do their own research, you know, do your own research, but um, I just don't want to like miss say anything, you know? Absolutely. So, um, but that's basically the gist of what happened.
3: So, are you anticipating a weekend of chalk? Or are you looking at upsets or what, what are you looking at here this weekend and weekend number one?
1: You know, I really think all of the South Georgia teams, the majority of them, I haven't even looked at all the brackets, like, you know, and, um, I haven't looked at all of the brackets as much as I probably should be looking at the
4: brackets. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. My, you have plenty of time. Been in the
1: lately? Oh, yeah, I have all week. But um, I don't really think we're going to be seeing any upsets because a lot of these South Georgia teams that are playing in first round of the playoffs are really expected to win. Um, and so I, unless I'm leaving somebody out, but, um, you know, Lee County, I expect to advance. I expect. Cook to advance. I expect Thomas County Central to advance. I expect Bainbridge to advance and Colquitt and Badosta. So I I think that I don't really expect any upset. I think it's going to be very interesting on how the brackets turn out to see who's going to play tougher opponents early on. I think that's going to be a huge factor on who ends up making it
4: deep in the playoffs. Irwin County's a two seed. They face Temple. Fitzgerald's also a two seed. They play Putnam County. Can't wait to see what happens. Mary Alex, thank you so much for your time today. And um, I guess we'll be figuring out where you're going to be very soon.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I will. And I will be sure to let y'all know.
4: (laughs) Now we head to the Western Frontier. The Western Frontier. (laughs) WRBL TV Columbus Sports anchor Jack Patterson. Jack, so great to hear your voice.
0: Man, you know it's the playoff time when I'm back on with you guys. It's one of the best times of the year. It's good to be on with you once again. We're about to have some fun over the next few weeks.
4: Yes, we are. We have a lot to talk about today. Okay, the crown jewels of your area, and you can add many to this, I'm sure, Sly, LaGrange, Troop, Carver, Atlanta. I've got everything kind of written out. I know Sly's a one seed. They've got a bye, gosh, 10-0 and 0 on the year. Talk about some of the top teams that you cover.
0: So, yeah, I think you start with Sly County and just the season they've had. First perfect regular season in school history. And, I, you know, just honestly, I feel like they're on a collision course to make a return trip to Atlanta. We know they fell in the state championship game last season about it. I think right now the only team that can beat them right now is them. So I Ooh. really they're they're playing at a really high level and it's gonna take a lot to get on get to beat them, especially when you realize that you're gonna have more than likely have to go to Ellaville to beat them. And I can't remember the last time Sly County fell in Ellaville.
3: Well and and if the Ch and if Chalk happens you could have a semifinal coin flip with Bowden on the right-hand side of the bracket for them.
0: Absolutely, and that would just be plain nuts. What? I would pay good money to see that. And then on top of that, you know, just, just for the WRBL viewing area, my my, I'm just hoping, praying that this happens. A Sly County Manchester. Yeah, why did is? I know you were going to break out <laughs>
3: Manchester as the two seed in a rematch?
0: I mean. Because, honestly, Manchester has been playing good ball, too. And, really, the only time they haven't played good – and, you know, Stephen Holmes, the head coach at Manchester, will tell you this – they didn't play their best game against Sly County. So, it, I know they're licking their chops to potentially get a rematch with the Wildcats. And, honestly, I would love to see it because I was, it's one of the more high, highly anticipated matches we had all season long. Obviously, Sly County took care of business down in Elville, But that first half was, you know – Smash Mouth
3: football at its best. What's on your mind? Who's, what, what's, it's what's, your turn to oh, ask is it my a question, qu- I, thought, oh, I was doing a follow-up. Okay, fine. Uh, how much shock are you anticipating out of week number one, or are you anticipating a whole lot of upsets? What are you looking at here? Favorites or upsets or what?
0: You know, I have my eye in Class 5A, class Jones 5. County hosting Northside, and you know, a lot of people have kind of, you know, wrote off Northside. They haven't, you know, they lost a lot of talent last year. You know, no more Malachi Hosley. Mm -hmm. But Northside's got some good pieces. And they've been able to hang tough with some of the best in that region. You know, I look at their game against Harris County a few weeks back. So I would say, I'm not going to sit here and outright say that they're going to upset Jones County on the road because that's a tough place to play. But I think they will give them a challenge. Okay. I think it will be a good game. I, I had to look out in that game. Kingston Rivers. He is the running back that replaced Malachi Hose last year, and he's been fantastic this year as well. So that's somebody I would keep an eye on for Northside in that matchup.
4: LaGrange is a two seed facing Westover. Troop is a three seed facing Cairo. Which game are you going to be at on Friday?
0: To be honest, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> um, because uh you guys mentioned it earlier. Not only do we have Georgia, but Alabama starts the playoffs this week as well.
5: Oh, wow. And
0: and I have no earthly idea and of uh, when where I'm gonna be. I know I'm gonna be somewhere. I'm probably gonna be at two games more than likely, but I just don't know where. By my count, we have fourteen games between Thursday, Friday and Saturday Is that March, all? Tuesday that are at home. No, it's twenty two total, but fourteen at home. And I have not figured out where I'm gonna be quite yet.
4: Wow. Well, you're busy. Yeah, he is busy. <laughs> what's
3: the uh, when you look at the season that has just been completed, what's the biggest surprise for you there in the Western Frontier? Is one thing stood out for you more than anything else? uh
0: you know, there's a few. Uh I think the first one at the top of my list is the rebound that Harris County had yeah. this year. You know, that team was two and nine last year, and now they're nine and one in region champions. Okay? You know, and this is probably the best team they've had since the days of Taquan Marshall and Tay Crowder, the former Georgia linebacker, who was the running back at Harris County. You know, and the former Taquan was the former Georgia Tech quarterback. You know, since those guys won a region championship, I want to say that was 2014. Uh uh, but honestly, one of the better teams that that schools had since that point. And they've been great this year. Levi Watson has been fantastic. Matei Yeoman, if you don't know his name, you should know his name. Matei Yeoman has been great at running back. So has Miguel Sevilla. You know, Rand Overtree has been fantastic as a wide receiver. The team has a lot of pieces. And, you know, I talked to Tommy Watson, the head coach, earlier this year. And he said that, you know, they had so much youth last year that. They just needed that experience, and things will turn around, and lo and behold, here they are, 9-1 and one in a one seed in November.
3: Jack Watson, uh, Jack uh, Patterson. I'm thinking Tommy Watson. Jack Patterson, sports director, WRBL-TV here in Columbus. Here, uh, let Your last question for him.
4: I'm good. you good? Jack just gave us a very thorough summary of what is going on in the Western Frontier. Cool. And I am excited.
3: So so you have Hannah officially excited, and I know that you and you and uh, Tyler are really going to be going everywhere th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, be safe, my friend. Make sure that you write your mileage down, both hands on the wheel, and we will catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for hanging out with us as, as a part of the All-Stars.
0: It's always good to be on the great GPB, y'all. Pleasure.
4: Now we go to Middle Georgia with WMAZ Sports anchor Marvin James. Marvin, thank you so much for being here with us today.
2: Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
4: <laughs> you know it's playoff time when you have us calling for you to come on the podcast. Um, lots to talk about. I want to first chat about our game on GBB Sports, the first round matchup between Houston County and North Atlanta. Bears are a three seed. What do you think about that one?
2: Um, they're a scary three seed. Um, the, the guys can put up a ton of points in a hurry. Obviously, everybody knows about four-star quarterback Antoine Hill Jr. Mm-hmm. He's slinging it all over the place. The Colorado commit. He has um, a, a bevy of receivers and Ricky Johnson, who was committed to uh, Stanford. Um, he has um, Ricardo um, Ricardo, who is going to Georgia State. His last name um, escapes you right now. And he has Kale Woodward, who is going to um, Cincinnati. So yes. So he has a bunch of uh, of guys who can do it in the air, and he has some running backs as well with Ryan Taleb and Amir Thompson. So Thomas. So um, they're going to be very uh, a tough out in the first round.
3: All right. Well, see now, Hannah Marvin decided to start this and not start it appropriately.
4: Oh. I was no. I was trying to spare him from your. <laughs> from your from, <laughs> I don't even know what to. Dec-
3: oh let <clears throat> go <Lego! laughs> see
4: that it's the it's the
3: open that's what it is uh, when you look at the regular season, what was the biggest surprise for you, or was there a surprise for you?
2: um, I guess there were not really um I guess everybody. Uh, i guess the one team that is really surprised, I guess was um Upson Lee and Barry Persons, that region down there. Mary Persons came out victorious in that region, uh, winning it for the first time in, um, I think, about three or four years. Uh, So I think that was a a pleasant surprise. But, you know, uh, the way Brian Nelson has been coaching them boys up um, doesn't really surprise me either. But um, we we pretty much have our, our same usual suspects in the playoffs this year.
4: Yeah, Warner Robins skipping no beats with new head coach Shane Sams. They're 6-0 and in region play, one seed heading into the first round. They will be facing McIntosh. Peach County also back in the playoffs with new head coach Marquise Westbrook. They're a three seed facing Savannah Christian. What are your thoughts on those two teams with new head coaches this year?
2: Um, Shane Sams um, and, and Marquise Westbrook both had some tough down region matchups, and I think it kind of got them on shaky ground a little bit. Um but Warner Robins came back and won the region championship, um, and, and they didn't do that every time that they went to the uh, state playoffs, state championship over the past six years. Um last year, they didn't. They um, they kind of they were a the second seed and still were able to play where. So this time they win it all. I think they're going to go in with a little um, extra boost of confidence into the first round of the playoffs. Now, Peach County, on the other hand, kind of limping in. Um, they're on, on the weak side of their schedule, a weak side of their uh, record, as well. I think they're three and seven. Um, but they're still in the playoffs, and we all know what that means. Once you get in, anything could happen, and it's Peach County. So uh, I'm just really uh, proud of the way Westbrook was able to uh, guide his team to a, champion, uh, a playoff run, and the way Coach Sam's was able to come in and keep the, um, the ship. Uh, afloat Mm -hmm. with Warner Robinson and keeping them in the right direction
3: as well. All right, give me a team that's flying below the radar that could surprise some folks.
2: I think that Terry, and I know they shouldn't be flying under the radar, but they lost their um, quarterback star quarterback culture again. Um, He, uh, I think he broke his thumb. He gets the pins taken out today. So, um, they lost to Spalding, which uh, made them the second seed in the, play, uh, in, in the, in the seed, seeding for the playoffs. And Spalding won the region championship. So I think some people were writing them off and, and thinking that maybe they are taking a dip. But it's because they lost their starting quarterback. So I think that they're going to be able to make some noise once he gets back in the fold.
4: My last question for you, Marvin. Which game are you going to be at on Friday? What What's the top one that you've what's got your, your eye on? What's your football Friday night?
2: <laughs> you guys are my social media buddies. Um, I'm not sure yet. We're still trying to make the uh, make the decisions on that. Uh, we do have a bunch of local games, um, so that's always great. And and unfortunately, we uh, I say unfortunately, but we're doing uh what Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday I'll be in Athens, so I won't be available on Saturday. But Friday night, I'm thinking I'll probably be either um, at Perry or Wanna Robins. Um, always excited to see those teams um, come along. No, Perry is on center, so it'll be Warner Robins actually. Um, just excited to see how they come out the gate. You know, um, they got Judd Anderson at quarterback, and he's clicking in the right uh, all cylinders. Isaiah Canyon, big time receiver, is going to Georgia Tech, and uh, Cam Flowers, who was going to Western Kentucky, so um, they're clicking off this. Uh, um, and I want to see them be able to um, to continue to have some success. Joan County is also playing really well in Region 15A. So it's the playoff, baby. Playoff.
3: Yeah. Big Marv at the Mac. Sports anchor extraordinaire, WMAZ 13 in Macon. Thanks for hanging out with us on the All-Stars. We'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks, my friend.
2: Absolutely. I'll be guys watching you guys this weekend as well. i got to check out the Hoko Bears.
4: Next up on today's podcast is host of Extra Point for ITG Next Georgia, Phil Jones. Hey, Phil, how are you today?
6: Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs>
4: We are in playoff survival mode. You brought up something really interesting before we started the record. Uh huh. Phil asked if the playoffs were going to be as crazy as this season has been across the state. And answer Phil, yes. I'd love to know your answer to your own question.
6: <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, um, there's some fascinating matchups, you know, in this first round. Uh, interestingly enough, some of the more I think intriguing matchups um are one versus four seeds. Um but yeah, but kinda going backwards, you know, this, this season was so crazy. I mean, you know, we had um you know, South Gwinnett pulling the upset. Uh I think it was against was it against Archer? Um oh, the, the, the,
3: the, the Newton game where that sent the region in the blade.
6: Yeah, Newton game, that's right, that's right. So that region, 4-7-8, just been bonkers this year. And then, of course, how about we have the North Gwinnett, <laughs> a, a, a Norcross game, where both teams... 11 gazillion game,
3: points were scored, yes.
6: <laughs> well, but well, here's what got me. Both teams were like, yay, we won. And even the host, Norcross, who lost the game... Uh-huh but in the end, they say they had the bigger win because they come out because of the point differential. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually come out as region champs. So, yeah, it's just been crazy, guys. All
3: right, so when it comes to the, sto- the story of the season in and of itself, what were some of the bigger surprises and storylines that you had carrying with you as we come into Season 3? <laughs> Man, that's... A- oh, my gosh. Um... I mean, we've, had, we've talked about Lowndes not being in the postseason. We've talked right. about that is a, that's a crazy one. One double A with what was going on with Cook and, and trying to determine, okay, do Cook's wins count? Do they not? It's mm-hmm. appeal. It's not an appeal. All of that. And then, yep. you, then you had all of the other activity going on in, mm-hmm. in single A as well with teams that yep. are below 500 making their way in. Yep. When it comes to all of this, what's going yep. on?
6: Okay, so so let me answer your question. So you give me a couple of seconds to think about it. So um, some of the more surprising storylines uh, was what happened at Peach County. You got one of the states winning his football coaches. And I'm talking about Chad Campbell, who decided he wasn't coming back to GHSA. He goes the GISA route. Now you have yet another Great coach in Marquise Westbrook taking over at Peach County got off to a little bit of a slow start, but they've rebounded and that's a team to watch out for. I think moving forward, um, I'm not sure where they where they uh, wound up going into the playoffs. Uh, they did make it, didn't they?
3: Oh, Peach. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, you know, we were discussing okay. things with Marvin James about what was going on with them, and they go in at three and seven, so it'll be really interesting with a, a three and seven team with an with an incredibly tough non region schedule as to how they go. Okay.
6: That's right. And then, of course, you know, speaking of Marquise Westbrook and staying on that connection, you had Warner Rob and Shane Sams takes over. And, again, a little bit of a rocky season. But you know what? In the end, they come out as region champs. So I think, you know, let's wait and see if they've caught their second win, guys. We know about the history they've had. And of course, Sams with the big shoes to fill there. So, um, And then I'd say coffee. Um, you know, having their first uh, 10-0 season, undefeated season. Under Mike Coe, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do uh, in the playoffs. So there's just three of the uh, more interesting and intriguing stories, I think, so far.
4: You mentioned the one versus four seeds off the top. Which one is most intriguing to you?
6: I really like the parkview cockwit matchup. Um, You know, again, any one of those scenes, as we were talking about earlier in 4-7-A, you know, were in the very top uh, of, one, of 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 class 7A all year long. And, you know, Parkview was considered one of the early teams to beat. Uh, then you had uh, Newton, you had Grayson. And so I think any one of those four teams has got a chance in the state playoffs to make some noise. Um, but I really like that parkview Concord County matchup. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I part Parkview's been hit with some injuries, but that's one that I, I really find intriguing
3: uh, heading into the playoffs. So how much uh, – give me a team below the radar. When it comes to the postseason, I know that you, with what you guys do there at ITG Next, you you canvass the entire state with your coaches' shows and all the conversations that you have on a weekly basis. When it comes to teams flying below the radar that we may not keep our eyes on because we're always looking at like the, the shiny objects, the ones and twos and the big names, is there somebody flying below the radar that you have your eye on that might make a deep run?
6: I don't know if this counts or not, but I'm going to go with Spalding. Um, now, I know they're the one seed coming out of their region. Of course, you can probably talk about Wayne County. Again, another history matchup. But I think just because of the history of football there, uh, you know, with Griffin being kind of the, the, the big brother in football. Uh, I just like uh, Spalding County and what they've done this year. Again, I know they won the region, but still, I think they're somewhat flying under the radar. I don't know that anybody's really taking them serious, and that's no knock on Spalding County. Again, it just goes to the history of their football program.
3: Well, Phil, as always, thanks for hanging out with us for another round of the All-Stars. We can't wait for the postseason. We'll be catching up with you in a couple of weeks as we get closer as we go from 255 down to the final matchups at Mercedes-Benz. Thanks for hanging out with us on the All-Stars. Thanks, guys.
4: And for the Atlanta-area overview, we have voice of GBB Sports Football Fridays in Georgia, Matt Stewart, who is juggling double duty. He's in Athens about to cover women's hoops. Matt, give us some your thoughts from last Friday and how the brackets fell.
7: Yeah, well, no, Milton number one won their sixth consecutive region championship on Football Fridays in Georgia. and We missed you, Hannah. Look forward to having <laughs> you back on the. Yes. Look forward to having you back on the team. You were still on the team. You're just uh, on the just
3: sick as a dog.
4: Yeah, we all injured, have the. Cred. Injured. <laughs> yes. Anyway,
7: we'll be happy to have you back this this Thank Friday night. Back. But you know, you know, Milton won their sixth consecutive, you know, region championship you know, look good doing it, but I think Lambert, you know, Lambert showed me some things too. That was a tight ball game going into the fourth quarter. And I, I think they got a really interesting matchup with uh, Peachtree Ridge, a team that we saw in just the week prior. I think that's one of the really good matchups, one of the really even matchups. I think we would all agree that, you know, not all the first round matchups are, you know, evenly matched, especially when you got region champions playing you know, number four seed, some mm-hmm. of those teams with losing records, but there are some gems out there. I think we've got one of them on Friday night with Hoco and North Atlanta. I think it's the best available game, and you know, I think that Lambert Peace Tree Ridge game is going to be really good too. So, uh, that's kind of my takeaway: is Milton looks good. I, I'm not. I don't know that I'm convinced they're in that that echelon of five that can win the 7A state championship. Don't know that I saw that. Now, of course, we still got the playoffs to go and. They could make a run. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, when I talk about that echelon of five, I'm talking about Mill Creek. I'm talking about Caulkwit County. I'm talking about Carrollton, Walton, and one other, Buford. Yes, so how could you forget Buford? Those are the five, (laughs) I think, that are kind of in that upper echelon, you know, uh, and Mill Creek's maybe in that second cut of teams competing for the state championship in 7-8.
3: When you look at the other classifications and the storylines that we've gone through here in the first ten games of the season, what are some of your surprises and some of your bigger storylines from twenty
7: twenty three? Well, I mean, you know, one of the you know some of the bigger storylines, unfortunately, you know, uh, trend towards the negative. Lowndes isn't in the state playoffs for the first time since twenty fourteen. Bigger than that, Calhoun. Yes. It's not in the state playoffs since the first season for Hal Lamb, and that was like 25 years Yeah,
3: 1999,
7: ago. right? And we all knew, and we, we televised the Hiram and Cartersville game, and we talked about it at great length that night when we televised that game, that this region, Region 7-5A, was probably uh, the deepest region in the in the state, in my opinion, certainly in that classification. There's no question about that but maybe in the entire state with five teams five quality teams you know and of course only four can go and Calhoun ended up being the team out with Cass Hiram and uh you know Cartersville getting in and Dalton so you know Calhoun was the odd man out and that hasn't they haven't been odd man out in 25 years so you know to me that's a huge story uh in the state
4: Last question for you, Matt. When it comes to recruiting, what are the latest updates, news, notes from around the state? What have you seen?
7: Uh, you know, I don't know that there's anything earth shattering out there right now. It's you know we we've, we've got a few commitments trickling in every once in a while, but I think it's you know who's going to you know who's going to lead their team to a state championship. Is it going to be you know the number one quarterback in 2024, Dylan Riolà, mm-hmm. at Buford? or is it going to be the number one quarterback in 2026, Juju Lewis, you know, at Carrollton, or somebody else for that matter? Uh, and we're going to see one of those top quarterbacks in the 2025 class this Friday night, A.J. Hill with Hoko, you know, a five-star and one of the best in the nation, you know, in that junior class. We're going to see him on Friday night. So, But I think, you know, in 7A, going back to them and going back to Metro Atlanta, you know, you're, I think, is it, is it Riola? or is it Juju Lewis or is it totally somebody else like Jeremy Hicklinski from Walton so you know and, and i think you know i don't know did i not include Walton last time i you know my mind is slipping here but yeah i mean Walton's another team 10 and 0 on the season uh, you know i think it might be the first time they were 10 and 0 in, in maybe like 7 or 8 years cuz i think they went into the playoffs maybe back in 2016 2017 as a 10 and 0 but I don't have all my notes in front of me.
3: So when you, last question for me, so when you yeah. look at this season in particular, by the time the dust settles, I mean, we've got a lot of angry three seeds and four seeds here because this is seemingly the the season of the math where, yeah. where you've got tiebreakers and things like yeah. that.
7: Right. You have some three seeds that were legitimately, you know, one seed. They tied for the, you know, for number one in their region. And because they you know, didn't win by X number of points, they end up being a three seed. I, I'll tell you another one that's a, a scary matchup. Now, there's no telling which way that thing's going to go. But Parkview playing at Colquitt County, I mean, Parkview is a team that, in my opinion, just from a talent standpoint, has state championship caliber talent on their team. They're loaded. Uh, but they got whacked by Grayson on their home field for the region championship. I think it was forty one fourteen last Friday night and Grayson goes in as the one seed and Parkview goes in as a four seed means they gotta travel to Moultrie. Uh I, I think that's a that's a potentially a scary matchup because of Parkview's talent. Now obviously Colquitt County is immensely talented, talented too. I have them number one on my seven A ballot for the final regular season voting, but, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a little bit of a scary matchup right there for Calkwood just simply because of Parkview's talent factor, their level of talent, the amount of talent that they have, but you know, where are they? I mean, where is that team after getting beat by four touchdowns on their home field with the region championship on the line on senior night? Are, are they checked in or are they checked out? So, that, that none of those things we'll know until we kick off on Friday night at 7.30. Is to, are they into the game or not? So, but if they are into the game and they're playing as well as they can play, that that's a that's a game to watch. That part in Calhoun County,
3: no doubt. And we'll see some angry threes and fours as we go here in the early rounds. Matt, thanks for hanging out with us. We know you're in a time crunch. Looking forward to Football Fridays on Friday with Hoco and North Atlanta. Thanks for hanging out with us on the All Stars. Thank you.
4: last guest is John Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to come up with a better intro than that. That was actually funny. Our last funny. guest is... That's funny, though. The extraordinaire guru. Okay. You've been called a guru here at GBB Sports many times. Okay. The high school football guru, yeah, John Nelson. Sure. My first question for you, John, is... Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you have any surprises? What are your surprises from the season? Wow.
3: Surprises. Well, I think Lowndes is probably the biggest surprise. Yeah. And, and uh, not being in a postseason. And, First time in? Uh, it's, it's been a handful of seasons, yeah. but, I mean, it's just the the fact that, you know, you always anticipate a blue blood yeah. and the fact that they're not there that's a part of this, then that, that to me is one of the, the bigger things. Mm-hmm. And then you, know, you look at – the 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 tiebreakers that caused some angry three seeds and some angry four seeds. And I know that a lot of us in the show focused on the Parkview colquitt game as a one-four. And that'll be an interesting one down in Moultrie to start things I off. I think
4: everyone's got that one circled. Yeah. That's not really I feel like that's not you're gonna be your traditional one four.
3: No, and, and you know, you've got Perry and Burke as a two-three that was brought up by some folks, and then you end up with uh, appling in northeast as a 2-3. Appling being the three-seed there, but uh, this is the year of the tiebreaker, I think. And I think that uh, we will all learn from our tiebreakers and we will all request from our favorite region folks: please give us your tiebreakers before the season starts so we don't have math involved <laughs> like we had in 7A up in, in Gwinnett County, like we had in a bunch of other places. No, it's, it's uh, it, you've had. Who's your underdog? Mathematical chaos. (laughs) But the thing is, is though, do you look at an Appling County as a three and sit there and go there and underdog? But that's the thing. That's
4: not an underdog.
3: That's the thing. It's like they're a seeded underdog, but they're not an underdog. And I think that because of mathematics, everything is turned chaos and turned chaotically. So you have these lower numbered seeds that are going to be making some serious headway. I mean, in AAA, the, the entire region that's Uh, that gave you the defending champ. I mean, you're looking at, what, Cedar Grove, Sandy Creek, Douglas, and Carver Atlanta. You've got four teams that can make a deep run into the playoffs, and that's the region because that's just how things are laid out here. But I think this is the year of math, and this is the year of chaos. I don't know if you can classify underdogs as underdogs because of what we've seen.
4: What if Osborne upsets Mill Creek?
3: That would be chaos.
4: (laughs) That would be wild.
3: That would be chaos. And then we would have Coach Luke Mon on next week to yes. discuss what happened there with the, that that chaos, that set of chaos. And remember, games are Friday and Saturday because of uh, officiating numbers and crews and things like that. So just keep that in mind. Keep an eye on your on your favorite teams. And on the matchups, what's going to be Friday, what's going to be on Saturday.
4: All right. One more time. Our Football Friday in Georgia game of the week comes out of 6A. It's three-seed Houston County versus two-seed North Atlanta. Really excited for that one. Also, flag football update. The playoffs for flag are December 5th and 7th. But we've got all the action leading up to it. Our games this week we have a triple header being played at Roswell. It's Blessed Trinity versus Fannin County, then Fannin County versus Roswell, and then BT versus Roswell. That's going to be a really good one. Wiley Bauer- Ballard on the call. Yes. Um. So make sure to check that out and follow us on social media at GBB Sports for everything playoffs and road to the championships. We're also back with our post game show. True. We should not have buried the lead. Everybody, That should have been at the top of the show. Post game show is back.
3: Yes, so you after and John
4: and I are back in studio. So,
3: so when the game's over, it's not over, as Yay. Matt Stewart says. So Effort's it'll be it'll over. be ending up that way with. Uh, a sprint around the state before the re- re-air of the Game of the Week on Football Friday. So it's going to be a, a sprint and then a sprint on top of a sprint. And then the re-air as folks are heading home. They get to watch our game all over again on a large device or small, GPB, GPB.org, and the GPB Sports app. That sounds like a show.
4: That's a show. Can't so, wait for playoffs.
3: Yes. Yeah, so playoffs, it's going to be great for uh, everybody here, you know, doing the staff whip around quickly. Oh. Uh, no. Well, I mean, Lasseter and Lakeside did not make the playoffs. And Darlington Shocking. did. We have to look in Class A and figure out where Darlington is. By the way, we've got to figure out. Uh, so, uh, Commander Jeremy, do you know Ambassador Jeremy? Do you know? It's Commander Sandy, Ambassador Jeremy. You're you're a four seed, and you go to Whitfield Academy. Yeah, there we by go. the there way, they are in the first round. Really? Yes, you're a four seed, sir. Okay. Well. then. I'd, I'd miss that. <laughs> yes, you're a Congratulations,
4: forced... you're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you're,
3: you're in the playoffs yeah. and you're on the road in Class A Division One in the low right quadrant. But we cannot leave.
4: We've been talking about this all show.
3: We cannot leave. I have leave. one
4: pop quiz question. Oh? For Jake the Snake. Okay. Jake, who is Parkview playing on Friday?
7: Uh, That would be Colquitt.
4: Oh, I'm surprised you even.
7: Yeah, see, Ew. I pay attention. <laughs> And also, I just want to put this out there that with a community like ours, um, I mean, we got such a strong community. Any any game that we play is a win, mm-hmm. unless uh, unless we lose, of course. Yes, absolutely
3: yes. true. Nailed
4: and, there's, it. and there's going absolutely to be a
7: lot
3: it. of folks that are going to be making the trip from Five Forks Trickham down to Moultrie for the 1-4 this weekend. That has gotten a lot of pub on this show, Parkview in Colquitt County. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it is. So uh, for everybody here, so let's see, Governor Reagan is here, King James, Jake the Snake, Uh, Ambassador Jeremy, Commander Sandy is upstairs on the second floor for Hannah. And I guess that means that just leaves me.
4: And Guru John.
3: Guru John. Famous last words. So for everybody here on the show, as I do whip hands and confuse everybody punching the show, I'm going to tilt my head down one final time. Here we go. Camera turn. For everybody here at GPB, once again, enjoy the playoffs. It's the first round of season three. Going to be another sprint for another five or six weeks. It's going to be fantastic. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the postseason.